Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. James Lockie's with us, co-founder at Pool Lockie Associates. Thanks so much for being with us. So what are you thinking? I mean, you were talking about the fact that you thought stocks would be moving higher and uh, they did. Now what? Yeah, so so we have seen this run up, like I said, where we're, you know, and it looks looking good for four weeks. So that's that's great. Um, you know, a lot of it it looks to be kind of short covering coming into earnings season, things like that. Uh, not really people taking money out of their bank accounts. But anytime you know the markets are rallying, that's a good thing. Problem is we've seen these two negative quarters of economic growth, right? AKA that recession. Uh, but it, you know, is it really recession? This has been discussed, you know, kind of endlessly. Uh, the recession piece is really coming from inventory adjustments, right? But we still have employment grow growing, and the recession is really only declared when we have um, consumption, employment, and real economic activity down for the two quarters. It's going to take more time and data before we see that. Uh, but the bottom line is, we are slowing down. That's you know that's for sure. And as long as the Fed keeps tightening, you know the, that's gonna that's gonna affect uh, everything that we see moving forward. So you, I mean, you're worried here at this point, or a little more cautious, because you did say you were expecting a bit of a move up. We got that. July was good news. We've had four straight weeks of gains now for the S and P. Um, but you think some of this obviously is short covering, which we we know it to be. At this yeah. point now, are you telling folks what to do with their money? I mean, what do they do here? Just sort of sit tight or make some moves? Yeah, I, I mean, from that point of view, the wild card is always the Fed, right? So until the Fed says, hey, there's no more recession moves, and the instant they say that, you know, then you're going to see stocks start screaming up. But until they really say that, we're going to see 15% up and down moves. You know, I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you. Uh, you know, what was it just today? Uh, Barkin said we need uh, inflation down at 2%. Well, to, for that to happen, the Fed's going to have to keep on raising rates. And if they keep pounding rates up and up and up, well, then you're going to see stocks fall. Um, but looking at the bigger picture, you said, hey, well, what are we telling our clients? Anytime there's two quarters of negative economic growth in a row, forget about recession. If there's two quarters of negative economic growth, history tells us over the next 36 months, you're going to get a 50% return in equities. Am I saying that we can't retest those June lows? Absolutely, we can. What I'm saying is, this is a gift. When we see that indication, this is a gift to say, hey, um, we're going to have expansion in the stock market. Like I said, it doesn't mean we're not going to retest those lows. And here, this is you and me talking, right? You don't have to believe me. Just go look at Warren Buffett. He's put 44 billion of net public equity exposure to its balance sheet on Berkshire Hathaway. Um, so to me, that's a huge indication that, you know, it doesn't mean the short term can't retest June lows, but uh, the, the long term is positive for equities. And, you know, I'm on Warren's side. Right. Understood. Understood. OK, well, I understand what you're saying here. I mean, when we were in March of 2020 and people were saying you should invest by year in March and April, yeah. um, there were so many jitters. And look, had you done that, probably would have been happy if you made that move. I see what you're saying. You're saying that after two negative quarters of GDP that, you know, we're likely to see some growth, as you as you noted. How about some of the names that you're watching? You have a lot of dividend players here on your radar, including uh, Cisco and GlaxoSmithKline. Tell me about those. Yeah, 
we're we're always dividend focused with all of our clients. That's that's you know really our our primary uh, goal here is how do we you know get positive growth while getting that big dividend and you know I, I have a few that we're we're kind of looking around. I mean. You know the the biggest is really uh, uh, Glaxo. You know with the spinoff, uh, you know we're sticking with the GSK. You know the GSK with the Glaxo stock uh, because it has a higher dividend, higher earnings per share growth outlook, the lower valuation. Uh, so we like that the spinoff happened and and you know it makes uh, Glaxo look even better. Uh, I've I've even talked about uh, Omicron before. Advertising in this post kind of COVID world, people coming back to uh, more more non digital advertising, uh, still low P. You know, advertising are, are you know getting back towards traditional media spending, uh, things of that. OKE uh, just beat earnings, uh, natural gas. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, tied tied with oil. You know, it's all kind of tied together. And uh, Cisco, you know, while clearly the smallest dividend there, I mean, you're talking about infrastructure networking. Uh, it's a great firm, and they're growing in the USA and, and nationwide. And anytime you can get a kind of a what I would call a growth company with a three percent dividend, that's always a, a positive. Yeah, and as you said, the wild card being the Fed and what the Fed does or doesn't do. James Lockie, yep. always great to see you, and thanks for going through those names for us, too. And we appreciate it. The dividend payers there. Co-founder of Pool Lockie & Associates. Thank you, James.